Okay, here we are. It is episode five of Really Good Scene Studies. Um, today it's gonna be kind of crazy, so just get ready. Um, I'm excited. I'm gonna introduce my guests, Tom and Kimmery. Please introduce yourself in whatever way you would like. Hello, uh, my name is Kimmery. We met a few years ago when we were working at a Van Gogh exhibit that was immersive. That was a fun time. Those um, were the best days of our life. I do not think so. <laughs> I can't. I can't see anything Van Gogh anymore. Like it bothers me so much. Yeah. Um, that's like one of the worst jobs I've had, I think. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was so it was also a lot of fun. But I'm in Minneapolis. I'm a struggling actress. <laughs> um, currently unemployed. Yeah. Woo. But if I can do a shameless plug, I will be on TV. <laughs> so go on Tubi and on Amazon Prime. And the first season of Kingdom, The Love and Faith Chronicles will be uh there in april and i will be in season two so wow that's awesome i didn't know that shameless plug <laughs> congrats thank you okay tom what do you got to say uh, <laughs> listen <laughs> i am the goblin that caitlin keeps in their basement um occasionally they'll roll down like a few cans of dog food it hits me in the face i'm like please stop no more <laughs> Um, but nevertheless, I haven't found the exit, even though, I mean, I could go up the staircase, <laughs> but that's too confrontational. I've been looking at the window for a few days now, and it looks like I could probably fit through, but, you know, we make the best of our circumstances. Um, <laughs> you, you have been. I, I, and, and on more, um, no, not, I'm not going to do it on a more serious note. There's nothing serious happening to me. I, each day is a journey and each day I, I walk headfirst into whatever nightmare <laughs> I've created for myself. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. That's so real. <laughs> excited to be here. Well, yeah, I was going to say you came to the right place. So the genre that Kimri picked is utopia. And then Tom wanted to add the element of ethical non-monogamy. So that those are like the confines for this script. We'll try to keep this brief, but like what is utopia to you what is your utopia i mean something in the future usually it's like a worse future if you know what i mean mm -hmm. like <laughs> i don't really see anything good about it but it's interesting to think about how it's going to be so organized and it's at a point where it's so possible that it's scary yeah for me utopia like a bird sanctuary we have like automated food systems. Like I am also one of the birds in this scenario. I we've developed a species transformation at that point. Um, I would like to be a bird. Please get me out of this human prison. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very specific. Get us out of here. Yeah. Um, I think I'd rather be a squirrel. <gasps> but you know, same thing. <laughs> Not a squirrel. No. I would love to be a squirrel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh goodness i wouldn't be, i would be a dog or a cat <laughs> i would be in danger That's if you fair. were a cat a dog i think birds and dogs have an alliance birds and cats like we've seen we've seen classic cartoons <laughs> they do not get along 
What about, where does the squirrel fit in there? Where's the squirrel in this? I, I feel like squirrels and birds can get along, you know? They live in trees together, but do they have exactly. like, like, is it sort of like, you know, those like collaborative workspaces where it's like, <laughs> where it's like multiple different companies just around like this like cafe area? Like, is it like that? Or is it more like hostile? Like, are they, are these squirrels and these, are they fighting? <laughs> Who knows? I feel like the squirrels are like the annoying neighbors to the birds. But like it's a love hate relationship, and who who could so, say maybe the birds are annoying too? I, <laughs> I all day, I'll say, I, like, come on now, <laughs> birds are so annoying. annoying. Birds are so annoying. I'm on Team Squirrel all the way. Yeah, I I don't but think I, I should get into it for me because I would have I do have a lot to say, but later discourse later discourse yes okay. hopefully it comes up in our discussion it will naturally come up it will absolutely come up here is a plot preview a throuple living in an idyllic life in the woods move together to the nearby utopian metropolis we'll each be playing one member of the throuple and then nice. there's you know some side characters um any last words before we begin um who is playing the side characters? Are you doing all the side characters? You each are playing like one or two. Okay. 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 I was hoping okay. I would get a side character. I, I prepared some bits <laughs> for side characters. You prepared some bits. <laughs> Perfect. All right, here we go. Exterior, forest, day. Posey skips through the forest, kind of like Little Red Riding Hood. She carries a basket and smiles. She forages for nuts, mushrooms, and small plants. Posey finds some interesting-looking mushrooms and adds them to the basket, quite intrigued. Oh, JJ will love these! Not sure about Skylar, though. Posey blushes, then skips back to camp. Exterior. Campfire. Dusk. Posey, JJ, and Skylar sit around a campfire, over the flame. Posey's hall from before simmers on a grate. Behind them is an old, large cabin that is very well kept. Posey dances while JJ hums. Skylar nods along, but only subtly. Eventually, the dancing and humming end. Everyone retires to their camping chairs. It is now well into the night. Well, I'm famished. Skylar stands up and dishes up some of the food and sits back down. JJ gets up and scoops up two more bowls and passes one to Posey, who nods and winks at JJ. Skylar scoffs. I appreciate being served. Who doesn't? I don't. I'm too humble for that. Skylar rolls his eyes and takes a large mouthful of food. He begins talking with food still in his mouth, unchewed. Well, I'm a genius, and it pisses me off that you two never talk about it. I think about you being a genius all the time. I never stop. I love you. JJ starts eating. Thanks. And I don't quite- I don't see intelligence. Only auras. Posey begins oh. eating too. Oh right. What's my aura again? Clear. Skylar annoyed nods at no one. And mine? Orange. And yours? Rainbow. A beat. The three chew. These mushrooms have a funny taste. They probably have some healing properties. Not that any of us need healing. Another beat. Life is but a long journey of healing. JJ and Posey look confused at Skylar. His pupils have doubled in size and he smiles at the sky. 
But I wouldn't want to make that journey with anyone but you two hotties. Skylar gets up to embrace the two, but falls down. He begins laughing. <laughs> okay, something is definitely up with these. Ozzy stops mid-sentence as her pupils also double in size. She looks at her hands. She looks crazy. <laughs> Mushrooms. <laughs> JJ stands up and stumbles around, approaching Skylar. Their pupils are also huge now, and their head is cocked to one side. JJ tries to help Skylar, but ends up falling down next to him. JJ lets out a great sigh. <sighs> I love you guys. Posey joins the two on the ground. They all snuggle. I have an idea. <laughs> You're the genius. What's the idea? Cut two. Exterior. City park. Morning. Posey, JJ, and Skylar sleep soundly in a large sunny flowery park. Birds chirp and people pass by smiling. Everything is bright and beautiful. The three wake up slowly and realize their surroundings. They look like a hot mess. A lady wearing all khaki approaches the three as they come to and all gather together. She holds a clipboard and will not stop smiling. Hello, friends. My name is Beth. The three scream. Ah! Ah! What were you doing sleeping out here in the park? The three all look at each other, shrugging. No one says anything. Beth shakes her head. We have an apartment open over on 33rd Street. It's completely furnished. And it comes with a small cat. We already have a large house out in the country. And we would never live here, by the way. <laughs> then what are you doing here? We ate some mushrooms, weird lady. I don't know. Beth rummages through her backpack and pulls out a brochure. She hands it to the three. There's a stock image style photo of a diverse group of people smiling, sitting on folding chairs in a circle. There is a drug rehabilitation program around the corner. Have you heard of recreational use, you loser? Ah. Beth again reaches into her backpack and pulls out another brochure. On the cover of this one, a group of young people smoke drug joints in a nightclub. The cool kids club meets on Monday mornings. JJ perks up. Okay, that I would go to. Rosie considers, but Skylar shakes his head. Stop trying to get us, your weird cult lady. We gotta get back to our isolated cabin in the woods where it's just the three of us and we're all dating. <laughs> Beth begins to pull out another brochure. Well, if you're interested in diving more into ethical non- Skylar pulls the brochure away from Beth and tears it up and throws it on the ground. A garbage man walks by and happily picks up the ripped up brochure. How you doing, Beth? Living the dream, living the dream. The garbage man walks away and Beth turns back to the three. All right, goodbye. Come back whenever you would like. Beth turns around and starts walking away. JJ says, you guys? How the hell did we get here? We gotta get back. I need to check on the bees. Skylar begins looking in the grass for his things. Posey joins him. JJ looks around at the park and sighs heavily. I gotta go find more of these mushrooms. Posey and Skylar start to walk out of the park. JJ stays there, standing still. The two don't notice and begin talking. You aren't allowed to forage anymore. I'll do it from now on. I couldn't even remember my own name for crying out loud. That's a good thing. You need to stay humble. Please. You sound like JJ. JJ, you don't think I need to be more humble, do you? Skylar and Posey do not look up until there is no response. They look around to realize JJ is still back where they had woken up and talked to Beth, almost 40 feet away. 
Posey calls back to them. JJ, what are you doing? Let's go. JJ is stuck in place. They call out. I, I think I want to stay. Skylar and Posey begin walking back towards JJ. Why? It's creepy here. I just like that there's a lot more here to explore. Like the cool kids club, for instance. We kind of already are the cool kids club. It's easy to be in the cool kids club when there are no other kids. You know what I mean? I kind of do. Posey sits down on a bench and ponders the thought. Skylar rolls his eyes. Look, I'm going home. Come with me or don't. Skylar begins to walk away. JJ and Posey stay. Skylar looks back many times as he slowly walks away, waiting for one of them to stop him. Finally, he returns to the two. Fine. Let's give it a try. JJ and Posey look around excitedly. <laughs> Beth! Where are you? Beth! Come back! Cut to two months later. Interior. Apartment. Morning. JJ, Posey, and Skylar prep for the day. Fun music plays and there is a montage of them all eating breakfast, petting their new small cat, getting dressed, and kissing each other goodbye. Interior. Scrap metal factory. Later. Posey is on the line with other workers. They all wear heavy-duty jumpsuits and thick gloves. She sorts pieces of metal into different boxes. Everyone chats happily. And that's the first time I add sushi. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Leo, that's hilarious. I still haven't had sushi. <gasps> Dude, that is unreal. Maybe we could go out after a shift? <laughs> well, I'm supposed to have a romantic date with my partners tonight, but I'm sure we can reschedule. We've been having a lot of romantic dates, and it's getting a little tired. Everyone cheers. Woo! Woo! A scrap metal bitches for life. For real, this is the best assignment I've gotten. I hope I can stay here forever. <laughs> yeah, you really... <laughs> you had these ready. The boss walks in and everyone <laughs> continues to work and chat and giggle. How's it going, Scrappies? I'm trying out new squad names. And what about this Scrap Arrows? Or Scrapples! <laughs> like scrap scraps <laughs> it's kind of cutesy everyone falls everyone falls silent posey you're fired what i didn't think i could get fired everyone laughs ah. <laughs> you can't i'm just kidding everyone continues to sort scrap metal still smiling interior the grocer Later. <laughs> Not the voice crack. <laughs> uh, new voice. JJ stands at the grocery counter, watching people come in and out and take food. Have a good day. Enjoy the lettuce. People smile at JJ and leave. A woman walks towards JJ at the counter. She smiles and JJ blushes. Hi. Hello. Uh, I have a question. Oh, okay. Can I ask you the question? That is my job, please do. Do you have salsa? JJ consults a list behind the counter. Yes, aisle 10, left side. JJ points over towards the direction of aisle 10. The woman walks over and finds the salsa, then walks towards the door. Thanks, love ya. The woman walks out the door and JJ attempts to say salsa. <laughs> oh, sorry. The nerve. <laughs> I was zeroed in. Okay. 
<laughs> you can you can say it. No, no, go ahead. It's too late now. <laughs> so the woman leaves. The Cool Kids Club is meeting tomorrow if you want to check it out. The woman has left and did not hear the invitation. JJ sighs. I really gotta find a second member. Exterior. City Park. Later. Skylar and Beth stand in the same city park that they first met in. Skylar is wearing a khaki outfit and matches Beth. So whenever you need more pamphlets, you can just go to the library and print them off. Isn't that kind of wasteful? Why can't it be electronic? All the paper is biodegradable, and some of it is even made out of scrap metal. Oh. A beat. A person walks by. Beth nudges Skylar. Go give it a try. Skylar approaches the person. Hello, fellow human. Are you in need of anything today? A helpful program? A new place to live? A club? The person nods. I want to get drunk. I'm bored. Skylar rifles through the backpack looking for a brochure. He pulls out a dog adoption agency. Maybe you should get a dog. The person does not look happy. Beth approaches behind with a different brochure that shows beer, wine, and liquor, and a drunk person with crude drawings on their face. Uh, the party district is across town, but the train on the other side of the park will take you right there. The person smiles, takes the brochure, and walks away. Skylar rolls his eyes. Um, when you met us, you tried to put us in rehab for eating some mushrooms. And we didn't do it because we were bored. We did it by accident. Alcohol is different. Skylar, you're improving. You really are. I don't understand why I have to work this job. People are stupid. But also, they should help themselves. Just stick it out for one more month. If you still hate it then, you'll be allowed to transfer. Though, I hope you don't. Beth winks at Skylar. Skylar smiles. I guess this job isn't all bad. (laughs) The two go into a little park shed and hook up. Rude. <laughs> Are you surprised? I wish I could say. <laughs> you always do this. <laughs> okay, cut to interior, the apartment, later that evening. JJ sits at the table, all dressed up, holding two bouquets of flowers. They look sad and sigh heavily. They check their watch and shake their head then throw the flowers in the garbage and take off the fancy clothes to sit in their underwear. So much for date night. Skylar burst into the apartment, smiling sneakily. Oh, hey JJ, you're dressed down tonight. JJ stands up angrily. I I was dressed up, but neither of you showed. Oh my, (laughs) date night, I totally forgot. Skylar squints, looking around the apartment. Um, Posey didn't show. Where the hell is she? Where the hell were you? Extra training. With Beth. She's a real hard ass. Well, you should have called or something. I was waiting for an hour. Sorry, dude. (laughs) That's on me. I owe you one. (laughs) Owe me a date? I don't want us to owe each other anything. I want us to just do it because we love each other. Skylar nods slowly, and then Posey walks to the door walks in the door. She stumbles and laughs. Hey, cuties. I missed you. 
Posey goes up to kiss Skylar, who kisses her on the cheek, but reacts to the smell of alcohol on Posey's breath. Oh, were you in the party district? I'm dining. But they have some nice cocktails there. <laughs> Posey retires to the couch and puts her feet up. The cat snuggles up to her. Oh, God, I love it here. And I love scrap metal. <laughs> JJ shakes their head. Skylar looks over at them, then at Posey. Posey, we need to talk to you. You bailed on date night, and that's not cool. We had a date last week. We already lived together. What's the big deal? The big deal is you fucked up. No, the big deal is that you hurt my feelings. Yeah, you hurt JJ's feelings, Posey. Apologize. I'm sorry, JJ. Did you two at least have fun without me? Skylar looks around guiltily. Skylar forgot too. Posey sits up suddenly. Why are you giving me the shit then? Because I was working. Working in this stupid, weird-ass city, just like both of you wanted me to. I would have been happy staying in the cabin, just the three of us. But here we are. Yeah, here we are. You know what, Skylar? I didn't notice before, but now that I have my scrap metal buddies, I've realized you're a real asshole. And I don't know what I ever saw in you. Yeah? You don't know what you saw in me? Well, how about this? I'm fucking Beth. Uh-huh. I'm fucking Beth and I love it. What? Who cares? The lady is a well-to-do robot. I don't even think she'd know that what sex is without a brochure. There is a brochure. But she actually doesn't need one. She's very good. And she's not a robot. She's an effective guide. She got us here. She gave us this apartment. She isn't God. She's just a worker. And if we had met someone else, they would have done the same thing, you idiot. Okay, okay, guys. Let's all take a second. Let's calm down. JJ, your little lost puppy act is getting old. Sorry you don't know how to make friends because you're so weird, but that's not our fault. I have stuff going on. I'm in the cool kids club. Posey can't help but laugh. You're telling me that no one joins the cool kids club. It's actually uncool. Then why is it called that? That doesn't make any sense. You know what actually doesn't make any sense? The brochure system? No. Skylar gestures to the three of them. This. Everyone stops in their tracks. The cat meows. JJ begins to cry. Posey looks down sadly. Skylar takes deep breaths. Cut to interior. Apartment. Afternoon. It's a couple days later. Movers, Posey, and Skylar take boxes out of the apartment. JJ sits on the couch with the cat. Skylar gets the last of his boxes out and looks over at JJ as he heads to the door. Say you and how. Or let's get coffee soon, okay? <laughs> JJ nods but doesn't look up. Sky Skylar looks at the ground sadly and leaves. JJ's alone for a second until Posey enters from the other room, carrying her last box. How's your new place looking? Pretty good. There's a hot tub. And it's right next to the scrap metal factory. <laughs> I'll probably have a party soon. You're invited, of course. We'll see. I might have a cool clubs, cool kids club meeting. Posey nods and shrugs. 
She leaves, closing the door shut behind her. The end. That's so sad. <laughs> that was surreal. Um, uh, I, I think I was possessed by a demon at one point. The spirit of whoever Skyler was entered my body and I, I had no choice but to yield. <laughs> Let's start with initial thoughts and reactions. Very sad. Very creepy. <laughs> creepy? How is it creepy? Like, the creepy part of it, like, how everybody is so happy all the time. That's not a thing. <laughs> so, right, even though right. they're, like, working in a metal factory <laughs> and smiling the entire time, it, it's just so unnatural. Well, the, the scrap metal thing is, like, those are where, that's where all the cool people work. Because right. mo for most jobs, it's, like, what makes a job good is if you get along with your coworkers. Very true. That was that, I mean, the, that was my thinking. Leo yeah, worked no. there. Leo seemed cool. I <laughs> wait. Which one was Leo? The Leo was the man who is French. The French one. <laughs> Listen, I I've met maybe one Leo. That was a French person, and I and I thought to myself, rare opportunity, rare opportunity. We gotta take this. <laughs> so Tom, uh, initial you... reactions. Um. Did you find it creepy and sad as well? Um, I was terrified. Um, <laughs> um, I would say I found it to be surreal, um, enlightening, um, a little bit. Um, I got a coworker named Beth at my like last, not my last job, but like the one before that, and she was great. Loved her. She did leave in the middle of her shift once and loved wearing khakis. And I thought, so this is where she ended up. This is where she ended up <laughs> running a utopia. And what is this city called? What was the city? I I didn't come up with the name. I think I came up with one name, and it was just like really weird. So I I gave I up. See that. <laughs> if you can believe it. Wow, with Caitlin? No. Never. <laughs> um, um any... like actual reactions, like like literal reactions. Like I'm like I think it would be a good like um. Like, you know, those like summer camp teen films, that yes. kind of vibe. It was very that. There'd be like a midnight showing for it. And um, there'd be a cult following. They would just be a little crunchy. Like people who don't shower regularly would love this. <laughs> it's like parent trap, but in the future and with a throuple instead of twins. Exactly. My thoughts exactly. Like that. <laughs> wow. You know what? Parent Trap was a really successful film, so... Correct. We're set up. I can't wait to play Skylar in the live action adaptation. <laughs> Let's get on this. Do you think there could have been more side characters? I I do. And I also think that this is definitely the first draft. Like, I would definitely change a lot of things. Okay. Because I was okay. thinking, I was like, I didn't get to use my Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Um, I didn't get to use my Professor Pericles, my Chiara Francini. Um, other obscure reference like I <laughs> I thought we need more side characters we need someone to come out of like a, a sewer grate like <laughs> but I, you know what I only got minor, to use minor, one minor. accent like <laughs> like we, I, we could have had range <laughs> yeah well I, I'm sorry about that I should have um you should be <laughs> I, I should have anticipated your needs more the nerve <laughs> I should have yeah known. I think that like I see this as like the first half of a movie and there needs to be a second half that's like about their journeys like 
being a part. I'm like waiting for more. Like, is there going to be a reconciliation? Is it just going to be now that's it? They're done? Uh, yeah, I like the idea of them still interacting and like being on good terms, but like the relationship is over. Or like in passing, yeah. like throughout like their like individual journeys, they see each other and there's just a moment of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a little bit of intrigue. Um, yeah. I, I, I think there needs to be a prologue that maybe is featured at the end. No, scrap that. I never what? said that. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> not a prologue. <laughs> Do you know what a prologue is? I listen. <laughs> in theory, right? Like, like in concept, sure. In practice, so, no. You know, there's a word for that. The epilogue. Add the, the epilogue. epilogue. Right. Okay. <laughs> but I will say, would it help to know more about their life in the woods? I would like to see yeah. that. We could do a prequel. See that? There we go. A prequel. But we'd have to, you know, cross that bridge when we get there. And assuming, who knows how well this one will do in the theaters. Like, let's say the audience start throwing popcorn. Maybe they even brought a bag of tomatoes. Like, <laughs> we have to see how it plays out. And we should prepare, you know, maybe just a quick scene, just like showing them in the cabin, doing whatever really. <laughs> the characters, their dialogue writes themselves. Um <laughs> I don't know if y'all got this, but it seems like Posey and Skylar had a little bit of a strange relationship in the first place. They were beefing. <laughs> yeah. It's the bird and the squirrels all over again. I told you this would come the up. The birds and the squirrels! <laughs> I knew this would come up. <laughs> it's a loving relationship! Oh, well, I love here's, this. Here's we love the, allegory. Here's the thing. This is my message. My, the wisdom that I wanted to show to the world when I, you know, when I sat down and typed this out is that interpersonal problems are better than societal problems thank you um <laughs> yeah that's spectacular <laughs> you know like obviously there's gonna be problems that's kind of life but like why can't they just be like those stupid problems i right. regularly tell my therapist you know what i'm grateful <laughs> my problems are just drama <laughs> i am so grateful my problems are just drama right now yeah <laughs> wow, Caitlin, that's so your brain. Mm. I <laughs> will be bringing that up in therapy tomorrow. We love oh, weekly therapy. Not me also having therapy tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I gotta get on that, I guess. Yeah, come on, Caitlin, I'll bring you with. <laughs> get in the car. Yeah, maybe we can dissect the script with them too. We can figure, there we go. figure stuff out. Can you imagine? They'd Let's be like, see you why want... you wrote this. <laughs> Just like telling your therapist, oh, I brought some friends. I hope that's okay. <laughs> they are not. We're gonna reenact the scene that I wrote. <laughs> like, is that legal? <laughs> what are we gonna do? I, I doubt it. I would hope not, because we are gonna test this out. Oh god. Uh, okay. Is it legal for you to technically be telling me stuff, but like, they're also in the room? HIPAA violation? So, like, is it, does this involve HIPAA? Is that a violation? Let's call can, HIPAA. We can find a non-HIPAA therapist. There you go. I, I know where they're at. <laughs> you have the in. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to go on the black market. Yeah. So I guess that kind of um, leads me into a question. Um, do you think they were living in a utopia? I would say yeah. Because first of all, they have no idea how they got to this place. And that's usually the beginning of like <laughs> a utopian society where they're kind of stuck there now. 
um they had the illusion that they could leave in the beginning but something's telling me that they actually couldn't and they were just there and couldn't do anything about it so they had to adapt so it was a a good thing that they were convinced to stay it sounds like you think there's something sinister going on in the background oh 100% um there hasn't really been anything out there that's about a utopia that's actually a good thing so uh with what i think about it they're too controlled in um utopian societies they're way too controlled um and that's always just with a selfish or sinister reasoning well i created this town so <laughs> that is true you think that um, i had sinister that's... motives <laughs> oh yeah always when do you not have sinister motives? Um, I think they lived in um like a like a utopia. Like it's not like a utopia. It's like a ooh, like you ooh. <laughs> you say ooh when you witness it live. You know, like there's some, there's one with a clipboard. Um, you know that's not exactly a utopia. It's not about you, right? <laughs> um, but I think it's more of like a like a ooh and ah topia. Like a little bit of bells and whistles, a little bit of scrap metal. Um, a little bit of like pejorative valley girl reference like you know there's there's flaws to it there's a bit of a <laughs> bread and circuses element um <laughs> wait there's flaws i thought Odd. I, was, I, was, I thought i was creating the perfect place <laughs> at night when you need to sleep you just imagine little pieces of scrap metal just leaping over a fence <laughs> you're way too happy about the scrap metal <laughs> No such thing. It's like a brainwashing thing, you know? <laughs> Brainwashed into loving that scrap metal. Listen, I I think Jackie <laughs> Kennedy was onto something, right? Like, give me a piece of sheet metal. <laughs> I've got time. <laughs> I guess I both know where both of you stand in terms of this <laughs> of this city I've created. I wanted to share some interesting information that I learned. Um, when I set out to write this script is that utopia actually means no place. The original spelling is U-T and then it kind of got merged with U, like E-U, euphoria, utopia. And so now people think utopia means perfect, but it actually means no, like no place, which is very interesting. Very interesting, Caitlin. Anyways... <laughs> Of course. On. No place whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, it can be interpreted as there's no place like it. And in a strange way, there was no description of like the interior of the buildings. It was just where we where we were. So like we didn't know where right. where we were. We, we don't know. know what it looked like. There was no name for the city. <laughs> like no identifiers. As far as we know, we were nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was kind of like fever dreamish, you know. Yes, yes. right. <laughs> like, did they dream the whole thing? Did they die? Mm. You don't know. It's really the best resolution for the movie. It was all a dream. They wake up and they're like, ah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Guess but, we're breaking up now. <laughs> the whole relationship was an illusion as well. <laughs> all three of them live in completely different parts of the world, like. Just had like a disturbing brain meld. <laughs> oh, Man, this is always I wanted happening to be with to the me. French one. <laughs> Damn it. You know how they all get jobs in town. So who right. 
which like role would have you wanted? I'm so the brochure person. Like I, <laughs> I could say other things, but I know <laughs> I'll just be on the street. Hey, how's it going? Would you like to join a cult? Yeah. I feel like I would want to do the brochure work, but I would still end up doing the factory work because it's like I know exactly what I have to do and they probably pay the best. Well, they don't pay. So, they don't pay at all? No, you just have to work in exchange That's for sad. food and I mean, I I would want housing. I would want to be the brochure person, but then I would get real sick of people. Then I would, I would go back to look at you. They said scrap, scrap metal. metal. <laughs> get to the scrap metal. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't feel like peopling today. Here, give me the metal. But it seems like you have to talk to more people at the scrap metal. <laughs> Somehow a more social task. But like it's not random people. It's like the people you work with every day. Yeah, it's like your friends. Right. Instead of like. This person could be a real bitch when they get here. Yeah. And then I just have to deal with it. Random people yeah. on the street really are scary. I, that's why I stay indoors. <laughs> I've done marketing. Trust me. You don't want to do it. <laughs> the worst decision I ever made, getting a marketing degree. Why did I do that? I didn't get a degree. I just got the marketing job. And I hated somehow, it. <laughs> somehow worse, right? <laughs> somehow worse. Like they just threw you right to the dogs. No warning. Pretty much. <laughs> how would you improve this and like if this was the beginning of a movie like how would you end it we kind of already touched on this but I'm gonna ask it ask it explicitly I mean I I don't know about an ending but I do want to know how they got there why they got there like turn it into a tv series <laughs> and just pick apart they investigate how they actually got there and mm. if there's a way out it could be like kind of like yellow jackets where it's like right. the past and the present and you're both watching them at the same time right simultaneously yeah mm -hmm. i think and they all have their different paths as mm -hmm. well now that they're not all together i think it should be sweat excuse me set in switzerland i think it needs to be set in switzerland um is this um, an excuse to go to switzerland <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Are we shooting on location here? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. I've been learning Italian. We'll be. We'll go to Lugano. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um, no, but we we set it in Switzerland. Um, one of the characters is Bavarian. I'm thinking we we do a little bit of like a variant of Doctor Doofenshmirtz. Oh, how's it going? <laughs> you know, I I think maybe that instead of Beth because I think Beth with the clipboard she comes later. She's in charge. Um, I think there should be a character who's kind of like a pagan witch who lives in like the, the top of a building who just comes down and is like, hello, welcome to the sanctuary, you know, something like that. Like <laughs> The one running the whole bit, thing. Throw Are in you... some kookier side You're... characters and I think it, it'll be set. It's got good bones. It just needs Switzerland and some kooky side characters, someone in charge who doesn't have a clipboard. But Beth would make an incredible like minion, like right hand to the person in charge. Like build layers there I, I think it'd be great give the garbage man a full episode let's yes. do it <laughs> yes <laughs> so to himself. it sounds like with the witch thing it's like you're kind of inserting some like elements of religion or spirituality to this and I hadn't thought of that at all like just a little bit of like folk religion you know like 
I think that that's what seals the deal for most cults is a little bit of folk religion, one ritual at least. Maybe it's two. not a cult. Like I right. have a perfect <laughs> world for you, except it's just stupid smurfs. Hello. We could make it happen. I think. I, I think there just needs to be a little bit of the occult, a little bit of absurd, a little bit more absurd, a little bit more occult, and it's like finished package deal. Put it in Switzerland. You're set. Okay. I guess we a little we bit got... of investigation, a little bit of cliffhangers. Ooh, throw in a detective. Of... Mm-hmm. Throw in a detective character. Throw in uh, a detective, or Beth could be the detective. Beth could make a good t- detective. I'm thinking. Uh, I, I, I for sleep. this detective, I picture Italian woman. Where were you last Thursday? <laughs> you know, like let's give or should we could we could do Donatello Versace. Where were you last Thursday? You know, like there's there's layers to this. We could go. Just keep anyway, going. That only feedback I got. <laughs> just a okay. Just a little bit of glitter on, on the cake, you know? <laughs> maybe sprinkles and maybe edible glitter. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if we did have, like, a different ending, I like how it ended because it's, like, a little bit of mystery there. But at the same time, I do want to see the beforehand that led them to make this decision so abruptly. Um, it also I'm has, shrooms. like... They yeah, were, you know, they were um tripping. They were tripping, yeah. <laughs> but like to have just the really sudden just end to that relationship needs to be something to trigger like why these two like did their own thing. It's also a question of like were they faithful to each other in this non-monogamous relationship? Or was it the kind of thing where it was okay to see other people because of the polyamorous nature of their relationship? Because it was never specified if it was um, exclusive to just the three of them. That's a good question. And I wondered that myself as I was writing it. Questioning the ethics of the ethical non-monogamy. Is it ethical? Are, are these three even remotely ethical? I, you know, it calls it all into question. I mean, the two characters didn't even question at all if it was a good idea. Like, sometimes I find that stupid characters are extremely realistic. Other times it's like a lazy plot device. Other times it's very realistic. Like, it is, actually. Almost immersive. <laughs> like, there should be just a little hint of like, this is probably a bad idea, but they do it anyway. These characters just nothing. No hint that it was not a good thing. Like, like oh, it's probably fine. Some soliloquies, maybe, of like their like internal like conflict. Like, hmm, is this even should I these two? I mean, here, you know, like, like a little Lizzie <laughs> McGuire, but like for these characters, you know. I think I would rather show more background that makes that then makes sense once you see them make this decision just like an explanation i want to know why Skyler were a little hostile towards each other not just because one was a squirrel and one was a bird (laughs) but what just brought them there you know i think that with those two i think the big issue is their personalities just clash i think that's the problem like because i see skylar as like the kind of aggressive like wants to be the leader and then Posey is more of a kind of like 
less uptight, a little more down to earth, but also a little, kind of a little out of it too. Kind of aloof. Right. Aloof is a good word. And it's just the question of if they butt heads, why did they get into this relationship in the first place? Lost, you know. Lost. That's yeah, true. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Does it for most people, really? That's it. <laughs> like I would hazard that at least eighty percent of the human decisions have been made, like of our entire species, by lust. I would hazard that estimate. Any, 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 any question to that? I can, can we put that on the board? <laughs> Maybe even a higher percent. I would push back a little bit myself. Does not make decisions based on lust. No, I mean, I'm sure I have. <laughs> but I mean, what I mean is there's other ones like greed. I think greed Seven is, deadly sins. So religion is going to get into this. It's inevitable. <laughs> you it can't is, run from yeah. it. it. It can run much faster. <laughs> this has been a really good discussion. I feel like, you know, it's really made us all think. I think we've all changed as people. Of course. So, yeah, I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank Thanks. you so much, Caitlin. Forever okay. changed. What, one last question. What should we name this? The story itself? Yeah. And picturing, you know, a TV show or a movie or however you would, um, you know, see this going. The presence of scrap metal drew me to the word scraps. <gasps> what if we called it human scraps? Human scraps. Yes. Humans. Okay. I'm rocking with it. I kind of like that. Mm. Like, yes, like write human that down. scraps, but like maybe like human scraps with like a colon and then like a sub, like a subtitle, right? Like we could, we could add layer to that, right? Yeah. Human scraps. No, we can't. I'm sorry. I got nothing. <laughs> human really scraps. Human scraps. No, we can't. No, we can't. No, we can't. I was thinking maybe instead of human scraps, like, seeing scraps or like delusions or something like that because it all is based off of mushrooms um human scraps seeing things or something like that scrappy <laughs> just scrappy <laughs> what about u-turn Ooh, i i like that hmm. i like u-turn i like u-turn too like on the title like on like the dvd box do, do, are we gonna make dvds of this <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Could we just? Yeah, because like, everybody has DVDs nowadays. So listen, we're bringing back DVDs. I I think consumerism hasn't gone far enough. <laughs> Let's make a CD of the soundtrack. You know, yeah. sell it yeah. along with the DVD. And we're 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 gonna have to write an original, write and record original song. The three of us as well. Of course. <laughs> just well, like the, the scraps. Turn. Yeah, yeah. Our name is the scraps. Band name the, the scraps. We do like sort of like a jazz trio, and it's with scrap metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a jug band, but just with scrap metal. Listen, it's not impossible. We can do taking this. metal music to a new high. <laughs> I know people who do actual metal working. We can make this. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Great. So I think you know we got some got some good ideas here. Thank you so much to Tom and Kimmery for, you know, jumping into this script and giving it both their all. You both did amazing. Thanks for having me. It was so Thank nice you. to, you know, have some talented, funny people here. Well, thanks. 
<laughs> and thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. Um, I hope you enjoyed this little script and this, you know, fun time we've had. Um, any last words that you two would like to say to the listeners? They're very uh, receptive. Whether you're a squirrel or a bird, we can still get along in our utopian tree. World peace. Um, <laughs> um, I will say I am taking bookings for voice acting. And also, if you enjoyed this, my name is Tom Cook. If you didn't, my name is Billy Eichner. Thank you. <laughs> I All am right. taking auditions for film and for voice acting and for theater. So struggling actor here hit me up let me know please hire me please please hire me (laughs) yeah hit these people up they're amazing remember to watch kingdom the love and faith chronicles on amazon prime and on tubi when it comes out in april Woo! stream utopia by bjork uh for, for the bjork fans out there